miracles of science and engineering it took to recover this gold, gold, gold. Hi, welcome to the All Gold Everything podcast, a podcast for people who are handling it. I am one of your co-hosts, Heidi B. I'm Sandy Hammer. And we are live streaming on YouTube today. Hey. hey. Oh, we're live. <laughs> we are live on YouTube. We had been live streaming to Twitch. We made a few adjustments and we are now live streaming on YouTube. So we're stoked about that. Uh, so welcome to the All Gold Everything Experience fellow YouTubers. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the All Gold Everything <laughs> podcast. A podcast for people who are handling it. Who are handling it. This week. This week. <laughs> right now. Right now. This speaking, is how we handle it. Speaking of handling it, Sandy and I had to handle some shit this week. This week was just all about <sighs> handling shit. Handling shit. Why you know, don't you start? Well, that's just how life is sometimes. You know, sometimes life is all like hair and makeup and showing up to podcasts. <gasps> I love that. And getting free clothes. But sometimes life is actually about handling it. (laughs) So we are handling it. So for me, I was handling a sick puppy. Yeah. And it twists in a very, I think it's almost ironic in a bizarre twist of fate. Last week, two weeks ago, we recorded an episode where we were talking about your puppy, Weebay, and how somebody had slid into his DMs. And it was like, everything was, the future was bright for Weebay. It was very exciting. Yes, He's going to go on a date. He was going to go on a date. Hashtag burger in the city. Yes. With another burger. (laughs) And then he got sick. He got sick. So we took last week off. We were on hiatus because he was really, really sick. Yeah. Not like had the sniffles. No, he was in the hospital for three days in ICU. He required oxygen. Can I just say, I might be in the wrong business because I feel like hospital ICU for animals is like... Money, 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 money. Just like they, those people just met. I mean, I know that vets and vet technicians and stuff like aren't necessarily rolling in it, but I feel like the institutions that provide ICU care for animals are just rolling in it. You are correct, yeah. my friend. <laughs> and gone are the days when, you know, I, I did have one coworker who he didn't say it outright, mm-hmm. but he kind of suggested like, well, why don't you just take him out back and shoot him? Ugh. But gone are those days, right? No, our no culture no longer that. supports that. No. We do everything for our animals. Oh, I know. Now, there is a line, obviously, mm-hmm. but, you know, he had a reversible disease. Yeah. And he reversed. And he reversed. Thank God. <laughs> thank you to, but, thank you to your care. Right. Well, um, thank you to people at Dove Lewis in Portland. Oh, Everybody yeah. in Portland Huge knows shout about out Dove to Lewis. Dove Lewis Animal Hospital. So aside from the cost, which I do, it was very expensive, but it was also reasonable. Uh-huh. And they're also really good about updating you on yeah. your options and the cost. Unfortunately, by the time we got to Dove, there were no options. It was like we had a doctor, Dr. Aminga. Hey. Hey. Who was like, you have to do this. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was like very clear that it was like, this is what you're going to do or he's going to die. Uh-huh. And so there was no saying no. Right. And they they have ways of extending your credit beyond what you could possibly believe <laughs> if needed. So no worries. So magical you, financing. Right. Creative. You, creative you financing. You will owe Lewis for the rest of your life if you do not have your own means to pay these bills. Um, so can I ask you, I can't, I, we texted about WeeBay's condition, but it was, it ended up being a poison, not a poisoning. We don't know. Don't know. To we this still day, don't we know. don't know. Mysterious. Yeah. Get your magnifying glasses well, out. we thought we, so for a minute we thought we knew an explanation for why he got so sick but that test came back negative Mm -hmm. we thought that maybe it was adrenal shock because he had an underlying Addison's disease but in fact that was not the case so really he just got incredibly ill critically ill
ill with pneumonia and sepsis and maybe a terrible gastroenteritis. And we don't know from what. Yeah. Um, we don't know. There's a possibility it was poisoning, but we don't really have Nowhere. any evidence I mean, you guys to support that. And your, your backyard is just bark. It's not like. Yeah. So we, I did take plants him. or anything. I did take him to a, a dog park uh-huh. like the day before he got sick. Yeah. He also was at, um, he was at somebody else's house the day before we got Mm. sick so there's possibilities however we never saw him chewing or eating on anything so no evidence to support that only that that is a possibility because he just got so sick so sick um so let me ask you had some you were luckily enough you were off work this weekend so you also got to spend some time nursing him nursing him back to health and he's rebounding he's like such he's a cutie little muppet and i (laughs) I have to show our viewers this. Yeah. I do love Weebay, and so I feel like he'd be so cute because he's a little burger Picard. I feel like he'd be really cute in a uh, a little dog bow tie. So Thank I got you, Sandy Heidi. a little dog bow tie to um, make him feel better because nothing makes you feel better when you're sick than wearing a bow tie. Yeah, dressing up and looking fancy. There you go. There it is. I mean, <laughs> he's going to love it. Thank you. And That's she good. also she also very thoughtfully, this is such a good, such a sweet friend. I know, but well, here's the thing. Your dog will cuddle up and mush up with stuffies. My dog will just eviscerate them. So I love the idea of buying a little stuffy for your dog that's going to last for a while. It'll last the rest of his life. (laughs) I told Heidi, we still have the stuffy that we bought him the first day that we picked him up. up. And he gently places it in his little stuffy toy box and he gently removes it. It's too cute. It's too much. I'm very, very glad that he is feeling better. I had my own thing come up, which I was going to talk about, but then something better came up for me to talk about. Oh. Okay. So, you know, our viewers may or may not, we haven't talked about this in a long time, but we have a relationship with a company here in Portland called Shipadick. We do. Oh, we do. Do I not even know about this? Yeah, this is new. This happened this morning. So, I was thinking last week two my birthday was July 22nd that's like two weeks ago last week two weeks I don't know last Monday I think and um and I was thinking god I wish I would have gotten myself something from ship for my birthday or like I wish that they would have sent me something or whatever and uh with like I wish I could just read my mind we have a relationship with them but it's not that close of a relationship Anyway, I got an email from them this morning, which they sent out to all of their, anyone who's ordered anything from them ever has got an email from them this morning. So apparently they have a bunch of product that had been sent out to people. Uh, I should tell our listeners, listeners and viewers this, shipadick.com will anonymously send a 10 foot cardboard cutout of a dick to anyone you want to send it to. Well, really, whatever kind of dick you choose that's right? true so their mainstay product is a 10 foot cardboard cutout dick but now they have all kinds they of have stuff. all kinds of dicks dick pint glasses wind can, up dicks the wind up dick is definitely our favorite it is absolutely uh they have like pride dicks they have like trump dicks if you want like you know like they have like um uh for all the holidays they have a holiday dick they have a santa dick a hanukkah dick a, they have dick what? flip-flops dick flip-flops oh that's right i yeah. forgot about that uh okay so anyway what penis, you do is flip-flops. obviously you can purchase any of this dick akrumah for yourself <laughs> you just want to be <laughs> dripping in dick uh who doesn't who doesn't or you can anonymously send it to people at your work or whatever and uh, which makes it way more fun super fun because if you're ordering a bunch of dick swag for yourself i'm gonna <laughs> wonder what that's about but send it to people you work with and now it's a whole new ball game especially because it comes in a cardboard box with a bright orange sticker on it that says fondle with care I love it. So, and no one knows that you sent it to them unless you're so excited about it that you tell them that it came from you, (laughs) which I have been uh, known to do before. So anyway, 
Anyone who's ever ordered anything from this company got an email this morning saying that they have over a thousand random mystery dick products that they have sent out to people on order for like an anonymous send that never made it to their final destination because it was like return to sender, not at this address, blah, 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 whatever. I bet a lot of people get that box and like, <laughs> um, return to sender. No, thank you. Uh, not today. No. <laughs> so I'm um, not going to fondle this with care. You can just have this back, Mr. Post person. Thank you very much. So they're giving away all of this stuff that has returned uh, and you just have to pay $5 to have it shipped to you. So I, or I signed up today to have them send me some kind of mystery dick item. Oh, that'll be fun. I'm very excited about it. I did have to pay $5 and 19 cents for shipping. So it's not exactly free. I know that if I say that's free, then the fact checker, Fred Bushy, my brother will say that's not free, but but it's fair, but it's fair. It's a good price for whatever kind of random dick thing I might receive. Right. Um, So obviously next time we uh, do the show, I will bring on whatever it is that I, I hope you receive a plethora of dick accoutrement. I hope so too. I hope they send a box with a bunch of stuff in it. That's right. So I just want to put this up. I'm going to put this card up for uh, our listeners, our viewers. If you are interested in sending some anonymous dick stuff to someone you like or don't like, then you definitely want to put in our promo code, which is all gold pod, and you'll receive a 15% discount. Yay. I mean, one of the best deals out there. It's really fun to send anonymous dicks to people. Have to say, have to say. Just try it. Just try it. You'll love it. I will. I mean, I challenge you to try sending it to someone without telling them that it's coming because it's like so exciting. I mean, (laughs) I feel like you must. I think the whole point is to not tell them it's you. Just send it anonymously and sit back (sighs) and watch the magic happen. So hard. It's so hard. Uh, Okay, so we're going to move into some stuff, some pop culture stuff. Uh, Last night, we don't do. Oh, I like that jingle. You know what? On the way over here. Okay, first of all. Before we move into pop culture, we've been doing a weekly playlist all summer long that coincides with like the topic of our of our show. And on the way over here today, I was listening to uh, the playlist we made for the breakup week, which was last week. That was good. It was good. And I had Whitney Houston. Um, I have nothing was blaring out. I have nothing, nothing, nothing. Is this just, when you got sideswiped? No, it was not when I got sideswiped. <laughs> but I was jamming and I was breaking necks. I had the windows down. I was belting out uh, Whitney Houston. If I don't have you, but um, I was thinking about it because we were talking about copyright infringement. So hopefully oh. now that we're YouTube live streaming, that won't <laughs> be a problem. Well, we think that's a really good song. <laughs> we do. Uh, our, our official review is five gold hoops. 100 out of 100 would listen again is um, this little stuffy animal giving his review as well. <laughs> I like Sorry. it. It's adorable. Um, okay, so we don't talk politics often on this show. It's not really a part of our thing. Because I get so angry! Well, and I mean, it's supposed to be kind of a break from the... The, the darkness, the darkness, all. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I want to know your thoughts on this. Uh, you and I have oh, both read... You and I have both read Marianne Williamson's Return to Love. Yes, I didn't realize you had, but great. I read part of it. Okay. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> ah, I never read the full book of anything. I always really, read part of it. Okay. It's a really good book. It is a really good book. I read part of it last year. I pulled a couple quotes up, put it on my Instagram. You know, I like... <laughs> did what we do with stuff like that okay well you read it and internalized it I used it as a marketing tool so anyway I know a little bit about Marianne Williamson you know a lot about Marianne Williamson she's running for president is one of the things that's happening have you and the world is like falling in love with her because her her message is like very um authentic and on track for what we need as a human race yeah it's real (laughs) I just wondered have you watched any of her I haven't unfortunately because 
Mm. I read Return to Love and I really uh, liked it yeah. so much so that I wanted to do the Course in Miracles oh, and yeah. I bought the books I and I realized too. this is incredibly difficult it's too hard and really the only way to go through it is to join a community but I'm done with communities mm-hmm. for a while <laughs> and the last thing I want to do is to get into another spiritual self-help fucking community, community. <laughs> so I just set that aside yeah um, however I did I, I also follow a fellow named Tommy Rosen uh-huh. who I'm a big fan of and his um, his deal is Recovery 2.0 He's mm-hmm. he's a uh, recovered through a twelve step program. Um, however, in the spirit of adding on to yeah. that kind of baseline recovery, Enlarging it. he has a a big following around spiritual growth and yoga. Oh, cool. and I freaking love it. Anyway, he interviewed Marianne Williamson. Ah, and. I didn't really care for the interview. Mm. So I was a little disappointed. However, having said that, I totally support um, the idea of the, I guess the, the image and the symbolism of her running for president. Yeah. It's, it is incredibly um, a remarkable counterbalance to what we currently have going on now. And it is a, perspective that is so needed and Mm -hmm. the more people that hear it and the more people that relate because as humans we can't not relate to her her platform I guess you're saying it because it's political you can't not relate and Mm -hmm. so the more people that relate god bless America the better Mm -hmm. so I do think it's it is an actual wonderful thing to get out there yeah she is winning over hearts and minds um I don't know that anyone really thinks that she will be elected like Mm -hmm. that her electability is very low but a lot of pundits are saying like it's important that she's bringing this dialogue and bringing this conversation and not only is do we think it's important as pundits but also like it's resonating deeply with American people so yeah I think that it's I think that it's what what the people need to hear right now. And I just really hope that ears are open and listen because it is so instinctual what she has to say. It is so intuitive and it Mm. is such a could kind of get back to ourselves and outside of all this darkness and all this ego Mm. and all this shadow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Go Marianne Williamson. Thank you. I just want to be like M dub M dub. Yeah, I'm dubbed. Okay, so this is uh, probably on the opposite side of the spectrum from Marianne Williamson. The Bachelorette finished up this week. We don't watch The Bachelorette, but we do like to weigh in on it. We do. Occasionally, because the concept is just so disgusting. As as you're willing to admit that you read portions of books and put it on your Instagram, I'm willing to admit that I don't watch Bachelor, but I've got strong opinions. I'm not afraid to share. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So we knew we were coming down down the... I want to say down the pipe, but that sounds uh, ex- that sounds sexual for some reason. But we knew we were coming to the end. We're, we're laying the pipe. We're laying the pipe. Hannah's getting the pipe laid around her. Hannah's <laughs> had the pipe laid. She's laying in the, the pipe. Fantasy uh, suite. In and the fantasy suite. And the fantasy suite. And the windmill. And the windmill. She's doing it all. Uh, so she, but that guy who slut shamed her, he was long gone. But then he did come back. Of course he did. Of course. Makes good TV. Makes good TV. Um, but then he was gone again. Okay, so... <clears throat> In the very left, in the final episode of The Bachelorette, The Bachelorette Hannah got engaged. <gasps> no way. No way. We did not see that coming. She did, got engaged. Did she propose? She, I can't. I don't know because I didn't watch it. So I have no idea. But she, I think she accepted a proposal. I would imagine that because of the fairy tale nature of The Bachelorette, they narrow it down to these two guys. Each of them decide if they're going to propose. And then one two or none of them proposed to her would be my guess. Oh. <laughs> uh, she ended up getting engaged to a guy named Jed, J-E-D. And is I that... Don't, I don't think I can marry a guy named Jed. I'm just wondering, remember the episode we did with the drummer? Was that drummer's name Jed? Oh, it was Ted. Todd with two Ds. Todd with one D. Oh, right. Okay. I'm like, what the hell is she talking about? It would be so dope if it was Jed with two Ds. <laughs> Jed. Duh. 
Well, I have been a name. Oh my God. Me, Jed. Jed. Lots of D's. Can you put three or four D's on the end of it, please? Jed. Okay. So she's engaged to Jed. She got engaged to Jed. Unfortunate. But then. Uh oh. The whole thing fell apart before the show even ended when she found out that Jed had arrived to The Bachelorette with a girlfriend back at home. Something. The most shocking episode of The Bachelorette thus far that the viewers already knew so apparently he had gone done some kind of like you know interview or whatever where he had acknowledged that he already had a girlfriend so everyone watching the show knows jed's a fuck boy he already has a girlfriend at home what the fuck is he doing on the bachelorette hannah on the bachelorette is kept in the dark about the whole thing she's falling in love (laughs) falling in love these orange nails make this very good like i'm I'll, I'll be doing this as long as I have orange nails. <laughs> <laughs> Falling in love. me. <laughs> I kind of want this to become like a show Muppet. Jed this may not go home to we may. And like maybe Jed will get his own camera. <laughs> Jed is going to have to lose his little backboard. He will. Oh my God. <laughs> so Hannah is falling in love with Jed and she's in the dark about the fact that he has a boyfriend at home. Okay. Girlfriend, excuse me, a girlfriend at home. Uh, so anyway, she found out and whatever. Love is love. Love is love. Love whoever you want. Uh, and the whole uh, the whole shebang fell apart at the Aww. end of the day. So she's not getting married to Jed. I just feel like this was a real train wreck. Of, I mean, it's good TV, but it was. I feel kind of bad for Hannah because she was kind of subjected to some real bullshit this season. Well, that's what she signed up for. <laughs> it is what she signed up for, though. And I bet you know what? She probably has more than a million followers on Instagram right now. She probably does, and she's probably selling that flat tummy tea. Hell yeah! So at um, least here's the thing. I just feel like I hope she gets some money. Like I hope she makes some. You know, if the point to go on the Bachelorette really is not to find love, but to like create your platform, become your brand, then like get well, a girl. I mean, that's proven by this fellow who went on with a girlfriend back yeah, home. It's exactly. like they both knew that he was doing it to be, um, mm. to get exposure mm-hmm. and to get an Instagram following and maybe to be the next bachelor yeah, or whatever. And if she fell in love, like really, I, this is one of my things I have about the bachelor bachelorette. Mm-hmm. I don't believe how, I don't understand how you could truly fall in love under those circumstances. No way. And even if she is under the impression, impression, impression <laughs> she's in love. Yeah. She's going to look back on it and be like, Oh hell, that's Ooh. not love. And I hope that one day Hannah really does fall in love Me so too. that she can have that kind of perspective. Like, wow, that wasn't love. That was like, I was out of my damn mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, it really speaks to like, you know, there's a part of my book where I'm talk where I talk about unavailability and it's like really fun to like, like have this fantasy like I think I think of it in terms of like when you date someone long distance and you like fly in and fly out of their lives like once every couple months and like of course you fly in you go to New York you eat all the food you do all the things whatever and then you fly home. you don't have to like fucking do the daily like oh shit like so who's gonna walk the dogs who left all the dishes in the sink yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody has to clean before the housekeeper comes over like or whatever right like yes. just like kind of the mundane bullshit that is like um that unfortunately what do you mean you're too full to have sex? Yeah. <laughs> that either fortunately or, I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately does test like some of the uh, tolerance that we have for one another doing this like, oh, I got to go get five avocados and three bowls in three boxes of cereal, like grocery shopping. Well, it versus, takes the fantasy out of yeah, it. Yeah, it certainly does. certainly does. Um, okay. I want to talk a little bit about something I did not know was happening. Um, there are some big class action lawsuits that came uh, true fruition this week. So apparently Equifax owes almost everyone $125. 
Did you know that? I didn't know that. So you can go to their website and check out to see if your data was breached. It was like a year ago that they had this huge data breach, that. right? Mm -hmm. And then they were trying to sell everyone their service to monitor everyone's credit. Right. Uh, in light of them having fucked up everyone's, um, the accessibility of everyone's credit. So I don't know how the class action lawsuit got settled this quick, but Equifax owes almost everyone $125. So okay. you should go and check it out. Maybe I'll put it on our website, the website that you go to to check out Equifax's money. But they don't owe it to me. I didn't. I was not included in the original data breach. I was. Which? How do you know? Because they notified me, and uh, I, I signed up for you had you had to um, sign up for something, and they they did you signed up for something, and they they did something, but then there was also that whole thing you could subscribe to for like extra oh, monitor like or whatever monitor, extra monitor. And Got I think it. that Joey may have done that, and I didn't. I don't Jeff recall. Locked his credit. He was affected That's as what well, it was. so he locked his credit. That's what it was. We both locked our credit, which has been kind of inconvenient, but like not you really can, a big. You can, just you can go unlock it. Yeah, it. yeah. So so anyway, you and Joey should go claim your 125 bucks. Then we you can, should. You can put that toward your WeeBay vet bill. But I got a check <laughs> in the mail yesterday. You did? I did. From Equifax? No. From AMPM? Yes. Yes, me too. Yes. Yay! So and we're getting another one. We are. Yes. So we're rich. We're rich. It was a $91.98 check. Yes. And I was not aware that I was part of the AMPM class action lawsuit. Me neither. But apparently five years ago or something in Oregon, you went to an AMPM and you paid for gas. And at the pump, it said that it was one price. And when you went inside to actually pay them with your card, because AMPM does not do at pump processing, uh, they charged you more. Right. And like, who would know? I mean, I was not paying. I had no idea. Right. So I was like, I'll take that check to the bank. Thank you very much. Well, here's can't what. Wait for my this is why one. it's like so unfair. There's probably people who like <laughs> fill up at AMPM like every fill up. Mm -hmm. I may have filled up at AMPM like once. I know. I, I never, never go to, go to AMPM. <laughs> and I got the same check as the Porsche clubs that fill up every day. I'm with you. I mean, I, I guess there's no like, there's not a better way to do it, but it's like, oh, it's not fair. Yeah. Oh, that's very honest of you around yeah. the fairness of that. I was like, I got a check. Yeah. <laughs> Took a picture of it. Mobile deposit. Check, check, check. I haven't done it yet. Joey's like, don't forget to deposit it. That's right. Like, that's what he thinks of me, that I'm going to forget to deposit a $90 <laughs> well, check. Well, between your two hundred bucks from AMPM and your two hundred and fifty between you and Joey from Equifax. We're rich. We're rich. This abundance shit's working. Well, we're just gonna have to apply it to our Dove Lewis bill. There you go. <laughs> Next month's payment. Next month's <laughs> payment will be our dividends from our class action lawsuits. Exactly. Thank you. I love it. Uh, okay, and something that I never thought I would say. Uh, have you heard about the interaction going on between ASAP Rocky, Kanye West, and Donald Trump? I have, unfortunately. <laughs> So who ever thought we would be in the day and this age where ASAP Rocky would be in a fight, would be charged with assault in Sweden. Then Kanye West would call Donald Trump on the phone and say, my pal ASAP Rocky needs some help. Then Donald Trump would call Sweden and say, you got to let him go. And then Sweden would say, fuck off. He's being, yes, Sweden. <laughs> we have a due process uh, here and we have due process and he's being, you know, tried, you know, He's all the laws are being followed. And then Donald Trump sent over a hostage negotiation team last week, which uh, ASAP Rocky is not a hostage. He's being um, tried in criminal court in Sweden. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the hostage, the hostage negotiators are like, well, we're just going to stay here until we can secure his release, implying that, you know, using language that uh, compares him like to a hostage. Uh, but anyway, so I never thought um 24 months ago, I never would have thought of using any of those words in the same sentence, frankly. That's no. That's where I'm at on that. <laughs> it's appalling. It is appalling. And in other Kim and Kanye news... But, this, but, 
I heard he has to sleep on a yoga mat. Oh, yeah. That must be really tough for ASAP Rocky. I've never, I don't think it would be comfortable, but yep. it probably is better jail conditions than some places. Yoga mat. Yoga mat. Apparently, in US jails, you have a hard metal bed. That's true. With a mattress that's like this that. Yeah. And you get those cool house shoes. Oh, right. You do get house shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not over there. Not over there. Very well. You know, the Swedish are minimalists. Right. <laughs> we just picked up the art of death cleaning, uh, the art of Swedish death cleaning. Oh, yeah. I've not heard of that. Oh, it's like a little book. It's basically just about being minimalist. But I have to tell you, we were at the bookstore yesterday and we're like looking at the section for like minimalism or we're looking for this art of Swedish death cleaning book. And there were like hundreds of books on minimalist and like cleaning and tidying. Minimalist is like legit. You've tried this before. I know. This is your second kind of like venture into it. Yeah. But it's not for me. Jeff really wants to do it. I mean, you guys share the same home. We do. So, I mean, (laughs) I don't know how much of my stuff I'll be getting rid of. He's like, I'm going to get rid of lot of my stuff and I'm like okay that's fine you do that <laughs> my stuff will be tidy and put away but uh-huh. I'm not ready to part with any more of it at the moment I don't think it's pretty hardcore it is uh so anyway in an, an ironic twist I was like looking at this wall of all these books about minimalism it kind of, it kind of follows on the whole sober like straight edge <laughs> kind of thing it's like what else can I give up yeah what stuff. else <laughs> like I don't drink I don't drink. I don't smoke mm-hmm. I don't use drugs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what I, I have to get rid of all my stuff yeah I'm not addicted to relationships <laughs> right. anymore or I'm food, not toxic. I yeah. eat healthy. I have to get rid of my stuff. Yeah, that you're right. That's like yeah. a natural progression, actually, really, for <laughs> us. So, um, but I was like, let's just get all the books on minimalism. And then I was like, oh, that's very definitely not a minimalist approach to minimalism. A maximalist approach to minimalism. Um, Okay, so, and I have one other piece of um, Kanye and Kim news that we have to talk about. I like this one. This I do have a photo for. This is uh, kind of, you and I are calling it, we called it months ago, that we think they are establishing either a cult or a megachurch. Both. Both. I mean, it's the same thing, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the evidence that we have based on their home remodel, Mm -hmm. based on a, uh, what is the gossip site? Blind item, or no, uh, Daily Mail Mm -hmm. article about Kit, Chris Jenner and Kanye starting to form a nonprofit for the church. Now in this picture that's coming up, it's not that one, Mark. It is like these little beehive huts. Uh, there's Hannah. Oh, there it is. Uh, beehive huts. Okay. So they are star like star Wars, like domes. Who's reporting this? This was daily mail star Wars, like domes, uh, that are sitting on their hidden Hills property that are five fifty feet high or 500. I think that's 500 feet high. And they so house 50. like 50. Oh, 50? That doesn't 500 seem... is excessive. I know, but 50 doesn't seem tall enough. Think about your ceiling is like an eight or nine foot ceiling at your oh, home. Oh, okay. That's right? tall enough then, yeah. So 50 is like... It's pretty tall. Yeah. Five times the size of your... Five. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Anyway, these uh, apart- reportedly will house 300 people and Kanye thinks that they will be the beginning of the end of like classism and the deletion of class structure in the United States. So, so how many people did you say they house? 300. Okay. I, um, so I believe deeply mm-hmm. in this concept mm-hmm. as what is going to save our whole species, the human race. The hive house? Uh, I think that communities, so back in early times when we lived in Mm -hmm. communities of like a hundred people and everybody was kind of interdependent on everybody else for foods, services, and, you know, and community support. Mm -hmm. And I think that now the way that everything has grown and the way we live, we Mm -hmm. are just kind of like these, these humans in captivity. And I feel like 
everything that we lost in our in our smaller communities is what contributes to our mental illness and to mm. all, all this stuff. So, so the interconnectedness is the is the critical piece right. that we live together. And the isolation mm. and the whole like because like I was talking about today, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a community of 100, 300 people, mm-hmm. the only person like there might be like one like bombshell right Mm -hmm. and you're like wow she's gorgeous but you're not comparing yourself to Claudia Schiffer and I have to be Mm -hmm. as rich as this person I have to be as gorgeous as that person I have to be it's like no she's a bombshell that's who she is in the community Uh he's really really smart he's Mm -hmm. the one that's taking care of all of our money she's really really this and all of these different um, skills and talents we have are are useful Mm -hmm. as far instead of like us trying to chase down and one up and all this the next person it's like we're really just kind of depending on all of each other's Ooh. skills and talents and it kind of takes away a lot of that um, whole like jealousy and comparison I'm mm-hmm. sure it doesn't completely but that's just one piece of it like the other piece of it is is just like from like a mental health standpoint yeah that and, communities are better right. more supportive for right. us when we're in more yeah. deeply entwined communities and then one more thing it's better oh, yeah. for the environment because Absolutely. if you're they're, they're, if they're self-sustaining communities mm. then we don't need this mass agriculture mass production right. we're making our own blankets we're making our own stuff or we're making it and selling it to the the dome across the way type of thing and so everything and like it's kind of actually reminds me of the episode that we did on um where we answered uh the question about the future of food and refrigerators. Right. Where it's like, we were, I mean, moving in the direction of everything being plant-based and this is kind of in that same vein. Yeah. I, I like architecturally, I think these look really cool. I mean, this is like very, yeah. su- compared to what you just said, what I have to think, what I have to say about this is really not that important, but I, I think these look cool. And I also, it's reminding me of like, you know, in Japan, they have like these tall hotels where like you can rent a pod and sleep in it. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that might be kind of cool. It is kind of, it's it so claustrophobic. It, it is is in line with like the minimalist idea you know mm-hmm. like okay I just like sleep in this little pod you know whatever but I'm imagining like this would just be like shelves you know everyone's got like a little pod in there I don't know yeah I don't know I mean it definitely on the flip side it, it can be very cultish but it's like it's nice um at least they could have a lot of people come stay on their Hidden Hills property. Yeah. So, you know, down the road here is the big apostolic church. Yes. And they have something very similar back on their property. Mm. Like they could probably house a good thousand people back there. That's right. I've seen that church, but but they also have it like very well fenced off. Like you can't really see it. Yeah. But there's like a ton of housing Ah. and I think it's like really similar. And and they, um, because I think part of their faith is like people can come Uh and stay as long as they want to or, whatever interesting yeah so if i'm a apostolic person from sweden and i want to come to the church in portland oh i, just I can just show stay. up oh cool. yeah and then they have housing for oh, me oh that's kind of neat yeah i wondered if it was like some end of days related thing as well but it might be but maybe. i don't know about that i don't know they don't let me in either. on those I know. secrets <laughs> just a neighbor yeah just a neighbor uh okay now i know why i was thinking about mariah or not mariah carey whitney houston we're making a major shift to the very last story which is about little nas x which i do think i have a picture of him too um there he is is Lil Nas X, you know Lil Nas X from this song, I'm gonna take my horse to the hotel room plus also Miley, Billy Ray Cyrus is in on that one too right, so they're like have this you know this song, I, tell me <laughs> I think I've heard about it <laughs> 
Okay. Oh, didn't we talk about it? How it's kind of like this weird country remix. Yeah, and that's little, how I know about it. We yeah. talked about it on the podcast. We must have talked about it. Okay. So anyway, Lil Nas X, there he is. First of all, he's getting all kinds of acclaim because he came out. So he's openly gay, black man in the country scene and the R and B. He's well, like a country scripts. Right. He's doing all the things. Right. And apparently, a lot of people were really shocked about this. But he was like, "I'm not sure how you could be shocked about this. The cover of my album is filled with rainbows and like a lot of like um, gay culture iconography." I mean, this. Look at this photo. <laughs> this is like the village. People. People right here. Yeah. So he's like really going for it. I like. I mean, he, I Get like it. that his response to this is like, uh, duh. Get it, girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so. Anyway, he's making more headlines today or this week because he broke one of the longest standing records in music history. That is crazy. So this is, he spent 17 weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And do you know, I think it says in the title here, but he displaced... Mariah Carey, One Sweet Day. One Sweet Day with Boys to Men. Now, that was my jam back in the day. Was it? I have a little bit of heartbreak over the fact that it had a record that has now been swiped out from underneath it. But I I mean, I couldn't be happier that it's being done by Lil Nas X because look yeah. at this guy. He is living his best damn life. I know. I heard about Lil Nas X because he, he just kind of like, Gave himself this name, Lil Nas X, because uh-huh. he's a fan of Nas, oh. and he didn't really think he'd actually get famous. He was like on YouTube, oh, so he's okay. like, "Oh, I'm Lil Nas X," you know. Uh-huh. And then he got famous. He's like, "Shit, I wish I didn't name myself Lil Nas X." Oh, that's funny. I read that about. Oh, him. I like that. Now he's stuck with Nas because he can't change his name, can't and so now it. he's Lil Nas X. But and he's record holding. Yeah, well, I mean, good for him. That just shows how white people, man, they like a country song rap. They do they like sure a bop. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a bop. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, oh man, I loved One Sweet Day. That song was always playing in my headphones when I was like, heavy. Ain't none, no, you're shining down on me. Jed. Like so. I loved that song so much. It was like, I remember I was on the Bettendorf Middle School soccer team, Bettendorf High School soccer team. I was not on the varsity team. I was on the JV team because I wasn't that good. That's, um, you didn't even have to say that. That's all right. I need to own what I need to own the kind of athlete that I was then and the one that I am today. So, uh, anyway, we would always have to drive to play games or whatever, and we'd have to pile on the bus. And I remember I always had that song going in my head while I was like staring out the window, wishing that I was not going to run around on a soccer field for 60 minutes. (laughs) It was a good song. It was a great song. It was a good jam. And it was great for like having a crush. Really? Because it was about death. It was? Yeah. Well, I liked it a lot. It made me think of like one sweet day of like being together with my crush. That is not what that song's about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Heidi. You're so dark. So dark. So dark. So dark. I'll tell you what's fucking dark. We're (laughs) moving into the personal development segment of the show. Here is some dark shit that happened yesterday. It's not that dark. It's not that serious. You know, if it's coming from me, it's not that serious. Okay. I went and got my nails done yesterday. This lovely bright orange color, which I'm so happy about because I had been playing it safe with neutrals all summer long. And then finally I was like, I need to be, I need to be orange. I don't know though. This is so good with my skin tone. I might just wear this color for year round. I do like it. I love it. Okay. So anyway, I was going to the- eat them though. They look like little candies. I know they, well, that might be what inspired the Skittles today. Yeah. Um, so I went to the nail salon and sitting next to me were these two gals and they were talking, uh, like one of them was visiting from Colorado and one of them lived here and they were obviously catching up like a lot. And it, in the middle of their catch up, I had, I leaned over to them and I said, you know, I had to, I apologize like for overhearing, but like, I mean, they were like, wow. And I was like, right. Next like to them. we do. Yeah. And I was like, but you're reminding me so much of my friend, Sandy. We have a podcast called all gold, everything. I totally hope you listen to it. And we started podcasting because we used to go get our nails done together and just like, wow, 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 you know, talk about everything. And it's just like, I'm, it's really nice to be reminded of that. 
And they're like, oh yeah, of course we'll listen. Okay, whatever. Well, I hope they are listening because the next thing that happened is the one girl from Colorado was talking about how she and this guy are on again, off again, and they have been on again, off again since high school. And they are in their 30s. 32 to be exact. (laughs) That is like almost, I don't know, how many years is that? Not 16, 14 years? 14 years of on again, off again. That's a long time. It was Sandy... Tell me more. I want more details. It was all I could do to not be like, if you are in an on again, off again for 14 years, it is fucking time to get off and be done. So this gal, I hope she's listening, but I don't want to be too mean. I'm, but I want to be you. Just just tell the truth. Heidi, just tell the truth. The truth. The truth of it is like if she and this guy are going back and forth and like, he is like totally hot for her. Oh, I want to meet you. Oh, I'm going to come down from so and so such and such place to meet you. And then she's like, Oh, well that's too bad. Cause I have a boyfriend, but like, and he's like, Oh, well can we still hang out as friends? And fuck. Yeah. And then she told me that, or she told me, she told her friend. <laughs> <laughs> then she told her friend that he went so far to say, and also could we be friends with benefits? And she was like, no, we can't because I have this boyfriend, but we can still be friends, which you know how I feel about that. And, um, and so she goes to meet him. And then of course, the day before she leaves to go meet this guy in Denver, she and her boyfriend break up. So then she's single, surprised to go meet this guy who threw a wrench in her last relationship. So, like whether or not he did it, he definitely did it on purpose. And whether or not she realized that he did that, she subconsciously at the very least broke up with this other guy so that she could go fuck this guy that she knew that she's known since high school or whatever. Well, good for her for breaking up with him. I mean, at least she broke up with him right. and didn't cheat on him. Yeah. You know? So anyway, then she Although goes, Although I can't imagine the emotional turmoil this whole thing is causing mm. just in these couple days. I know. So yeah. then she goes to Denver to meet the guy and they have like four or five days of like great fun. Right. And they're all like on the rebound or whatever. And then he's coming to visit her wherever she lives at. They live in different cities in Colorado. He's coming to visit her and you know, even that morning of his visit, he's like, Oh, I can't wait to see you. And then all of a sudden, and he's like, I'll be there at three. And then at four o'clock, she gets a text from him saying, Oh, I'm not coming. Right. So now that she's available and they've had their little fling, he decides he's not showing up. And she's like, I mean, I don't know. I just, he and I have such a long history and I really don't want to ruin this friendship over this. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's no friendship. And if you, if you're convinced there's a friendship, cool, but it's okay to ruin it over this. Yeah. Yeah. You are not anybody's plate. You can't, I mean, empower yourself, ruin this friendship over this. Kiss this guy. Goodbye. Yeah. So she was like talking about how they were on again and off again. And like, and then her other friend was like, Oh, I know I'm always on again, off again with this guy. And the timing's never right. And I just want to be like, do not waste any more of your damn time. That's, that's your time. Don't let these fuck boys waste it. This well, is crazy to me. What I'm hearing is there's there's probably a lot of um, lying to themselves going mm-hmm. on. I feel like this just happens so much in these uh, relationships with unavailable partners, yeah. right? There's so much lying to themselves. And so the one that um, is in Colorado and two different cities, it, she's probably has herself convinced that they are true loves and that they mm-hmm. would be together if they, if, were, yes. if they were in the same city. Yes. If he wasn't with somebody. If, if she, she wasn't, wasn't with somebody. somebody. And so this this the story she's telling herself is keeping herself in this mix. But the problem is she really, really believes this story. Yeah. So what's it going to take for her to, uh, to understand that this story is just something she's making up. I know in her own mind. It was crazy. It was clear to me that both of them were in the stories that they were telling themselves about like, Oh, the timing just has never been right with him. Mm -hmm. We're really good friends. We, you know, we really care for each other deeply. The timing's never been right. And I'm like, I just was like, Oh my God. I texted Sandy from the nail salon. Oh my God. We got to talk about this epidemic of on again, 
and off again. So there's a couple things going on. One of them is the discussion of unavailability. The other thing is like, I just wanted to make it really clear. Like I do not believe in on again, off again. No. Have you ever been in an on again, off again? Like even ba- think back way back into yeah. your memory vault. I'm trying to think I was on again, off again with a boyfriend that I had in high school when I was 18 and probably through my early twenties. And we were both in, and we were in separate cities, but I think we were really just like, it was very convenient mm-hmm. to like be on when we were back home in Bettendorf and then to be off when he was in Denver and I was in Pittsburgh and then to be on, you know? So it was yeah. like, and it was like, I got access to him. He got access to me. Like it was more like we weren't really like that. I don't think either of us were deluded that we were like truly in love. So I think that was like an on again, off again of convenience. But like, I'm trying to think if I've ever been like, and some of this is because I don't know if I've ever been on again, off again with someone I deeply cared for because I just have never been willing to give anyone that second chance. Like I'm like, no, you fuck that. We're done. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, I'm definitely like, I learned this term from this term from Chelsea Handler, but I really relate to it. Like I end shit. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like (laughs) scorched earth when it's over, it's over. Like I don't even keep contact. And that's, I think why, like, I'm not even really, I'm not friends with any exes. No, Um, And it's not even, not even ones that there's relationships that ended without turmoil or strife Mm -hmm. and we're still not friends like you're not my friend like I mean my thing about that is like if we could be friends then we'd still be together mm -hmm. you know like I so I really I am 1000% I think this is like such a miss I think this is such a common cultural misconception this like fake construct of like oh everyone should be friends with their exes it means you're like not a bitch if you're not if you're friends with your exes like you can not be friends with your exes and also not be a bitch. And it's important to have those boundaries. Right. It's important to have those boundaries. Yeah. It's too messy. I, I I, mean, I know people who claim to be friends with their exes and they will shout from the mountaintops that it's healthy and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that there's a lot of lies that they're telling themselves. Now, there's always the outlier. There's always going to be that really like actualized person who really actually can have a healthy relationship with an ex. Mm-hmm. But that's like one in 50. Yeah. But then the other side of that is that the ex is probably not as actualized and is probably still in love with them. Right. Right. So I'm saying like, like it can happen, Mm -hmm. but for most of you, it is not you. Yeah. You are not that person. (laughs) So quit lying. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth and, and, and set yourself free. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and so no, I'm like, I'm like scorched earth. I have never, I have never, will never, get back together with an ex Mm -hmm. if it's over it's over yeah and um and that's just I don't know if that's like a flaw of mine or just yeah I don't know what to attribute it to either I'm trying to think I know in sobriety I have not done on again off again um and that's because I had a huge community of people like helping me through breakups to say like hey don't call that guy or you know whatever and then I think pre-sobriety I was married you Mm -hmm. know in the year between being divorced and getting sober, I was just dating and fucking people. So I wasn't actually involved with anyone in that year. Um, and then I was married before that and that ended. And my ex-husband was like, can we still be friends? And I was like, absolutely not. And then, um, but prior to that, I did not have a lot of like dating experience of like serious boyfriends. And mostly, most of my teens and twenties was spent just kind of fucking around and dating people very casually. Mm -hmm. So I think part of the reason I don't have a lot of on again, off again, is that I never really was willing to commit in the first place to get on even, yeah, you know, um, in order to get off. But I just feel like I was just wanting to like shake both these girls. Like your time is more valuable than this. And like one of them then told a story about having gone home at the holiday time and having hooked up with a boyfriend that she had had in high school. 
And then she found out three months later, by, because small town, from, that her mom ran into his mom and he's engaged to be married and then found out that they're already married like two months later. So she was like, he's lying to everyone. So she was like, well, I called his best friend and said, oh my God, did you know that he got married? And I just thought, oh my God, these people, they have no boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys, these days, you guys stop chasing down his best friend. That's another one that I feel like is so important that if you, that I feel like when you are on again, off again with someone, you may as well just go straight back to off. Right. Like don't waste if you're, cause it's just like, I just feel like don't waste your time. Yeah. You know? And then when you're off, like his friends are his friends. They are not your friends. So like, don't go chasing them down, asking them what they think, getting them to weigh in on it, asking their opinions and advice, because they're not your friends. They're his friends. Right. Well, and I think for these women, even though they're physically on again, off again, in their minds during the off time, it's um, sort of like feeding the fantasy. Mm -hmm. So even though you're on and now you're off and I'm in another state or for whatever reason, we're not available to each other. I'm still feeding the fantasy. I'm still pining over you. Mm. I'm still checking your Facebook. I'm still I'm still reinforcing seen this story that we would be together if. if and then so when we're together you know then I'm then now I'm actually getting my little pleasure buttons pushed and yeah. I'm getting the, the payoff for all that pining, pining and that suffering during oh, the off time yeah and so it really is a cycle of, of suffering mm-hmm. and until until somebody can realize that they don't want to live that way anymore Mm -hmm. and until somebody can realize that they're worth more that they deserve more Mm -hmm. and that they're willing to do the hard the hard thing of saying no more Mm -hmm. then it's it's just going to continue and then they're going to get their little blow off steam at the nail salon with their friend yeah and then until their friends start to grow and their friends start to say like hey "Hey, fucked up that's kind of fucked up and then they don't like that and then you know yeah yeah it's a it's a place it's it's like you gotta eventually you gotta want to get out of the pain cave yeah. <laughs> That's what it makes me think of. Yeah, but it sounds like they don't even realize they're in pain. And no. I think that that happens. Like, I really feel like with the millennials, that's going on a lot more. Mm-hmm. There's something that, that came into this hookup culture that also was like, men don't have to be accountable right. anymore. Like, you can hook up, you can be a fuck boy. Yeah. And that's just like, that's just Who how you it are is. Or and whatever. That, that is dating yeah and that's like why Heidi and I like when we talk about dating it's like no 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 like Mm -mm. you like dating is people still date even millennials still date yes it's true so get this story out of there yeah that it that this is the only way that everyone does this this is how people date no like people date like responsible adults right people do (laughs) they do millennials do young kids do Uh they do the one if the ones who have made a decision mm-hmm. that they value themselves, they value their time uh-huh. and they're not out to just, you know, hook up and, and like, I don't know. I don't even understand what the motivation is behind the hookup culture. Yeah, I don't either. Really. Other than just the pleasure of hooking yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's never really done it for me, mm-hmm. frankly. So empty. Yeah. I mean, I almost think that the texting after and the like the kind of connection after mm-hmm. is almost as fun as the hookup itself. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I could enjoy the hookup if I didn't get all that play and, and flirtation right. after. But there is something in the cycle of like, okay, the hookup comes after a bunch of flirtation and text and then right. the hookup and then... For a lot of people, they get stuck in the in the cycle of like, oh, I haven't heard from him. 
Now I'm totally obsessed with them. When am I going to hear from them? Like, and there, oh, that was always painful. Even though it's painful, it's like part of the pro the chaos, right? right. Like part of the process. And it makes you feel busy and it makes you feel important. And it makes you, you know, it's like, it's, there's all this like other kind of stuff going on around, like chasing someone who's unavailable, making yourself unavailable. So someone will chase you. You know, there's a lot of game. I guess I think that hookup culture is mostly about the game. Right. Of like cat, the cat and mouse game. You know what I mean? But good, I agree good times, with you. Kids, good times. I agree with you. That sounds uh, like fun. That when you're ready to be out of the pain cave and you're ready to date, there are people who do who do still truly date, right. and that's really fun. Right, and yeah. that's and that's where it's at because that's where what we want, like what love is, mm-hmm. is two people who step outside of this milieu of chaos in this world that we live in yeah. and say, "You're special to me. You're special to me." Yeah, that's what we want. Yeah, and that's what a date is. Yeah. A date is stepping outside of all of this and saying, "You're special enough to me that I'm going to set my time aside for you. That I'm going to take mm-hmm. you out. That I'm going to pay for your dinner, even if I'm fucking poor. I'm going to pay for your dinner because yeah. you're special." to me yeah and and that's what it is and that's what feels good and that's what love is and so this other stuff I don't I don't see that happening there Mm -hmm. I just see a lot of hurt feelings and you know maybe it's a lot of egos and a lot of a lot of the game I guess right what it made clear to me listening to these two gals um was that so much of it was about the cat and mouse like the on are we on are we off I want to be on when he wants to be off he wants to be on when I want to be off like the the chase was like a big part of it but she's probably making half of this shit up he's just unavailable he's just yes to quote the old book he's just not that into you yeah if he was he would be with you yes Yes. I mean it was really hard not to lean over and just say like that's not what's going on here like if he was it made me think of what we talked about last week where it's like if he's into you you'll know right if he's not into you you'll you'll be be confused confused. yeah I feel like we could nearly rename the podcast that because I just feel like so adamant it's one of the greatest lines I have ever heard you say it's so true and it was really part like it was really challenging not to lean over and say that to her right and the thing that I think was painful for me about watching that was like just seeing you know the the delusion that we have as young women around like being sexually empowered and like what that means and how that should make us feel uh is confusing because it doesn't always make us feel the way we think it's going to make us feel well because we're not really sexually empowered right we don't really know what it means to be sexually empowered until we're like in our fucking 40s yes that's right the cultural construct of sexual empowerment via sex in the city says like sleep around and fuck everyone whatever it's fine i like sex in the city it it was a great show when it was on it was whatever but it doesn't it never actually left me feeling empowered when i was that way right and then i was confused and that is a sentiment i've heard from a lot of young women a lot of these young millennials right um have had the exact same feeling right and then i'm confused why don't i feel empowered all of culture says if i fuck around and like do what i want and fuck who i want i'm gonna feel empowered but i don't and now i don't know what to do and i just these two gals really had that sentiment for me when I heard them talking about it yesterday because they were struggling. I could hear even in the way they were talking about it that they felt like they were empowered. Uh, they they felt like they should feel empowered, but they didn't feel empowered. They felt confused. Right. You know? And, so, and it's painful and it's yeah. suffering to be, um, to be in that type of interaction. Yeah. It just is. So our advice is if you are on an on again, off again, walk away from the on again, off again, and just be off. Just be off. Yeah. And see if you can step outside the hookup, hookup culture and get ready to value your time and yourself in a way that allows you to date in a meaningful and, um, intimate way where you develop some relationships with someone. 
they're out there. They are. They are out there. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to add to this topic? Are you ready to no, wrap it up? I just think that, you know, the, I think so many women just need to really take some time to date themselves. Yeah. And I think that, that we, we can, we give a lot of um, really important dating advice that's based on our own experience and our, you know, our, just our own learning and our own growth yeah. and experience. But we, we kind of breeze over the um, really important part of what we went through and to get to that place where we love ourselves mm-hmm. and really to get to that place where for me it was, I knew that like my life was so full that I finally got to the place where I was no longer afraid of being alone the rest of my life Mm. where when I thought about being alone the rest of my life, that was okay. I knew my life could be big and full. And the only downside of me being alone the rest of my life was that I am going to have to deal with um, occasional feelings of loneliness, but I have tools and coping skills to deal with that. Like I was, and to get to do the work, to get to that point where we are actually there is the most empowering thing that a person can do. And I don't think I, I could get to the place where, I could go out into the dating world and value myself in the way that I needed to value myself mm-hmm. without having done that work. Yeah, 1000%. And it's so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard because if we're willing to admit that at the end of the day, we're just scared of being alone, mm-hmm. of getting old alone. Yeah. It's like, that's the first step. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And like filling that fear with like hookup culture will not fix it. No, no, it feeds that fear, doesn't it? Yeah. Because every time you don't get the call back, every time the unavailable interaction fizzles, Mm -hmm. that fear just gets heightened. Like, oh, this is more proof. This is more evidence. I'm going to be alone forever. Mm -hmm. You're right. Like acknowledging that, that that's the real fear is the really the first step. And then moving in to embrace it and learn how to be yourself and love yourself and be alone for a while by yourself that I had to do that for a long time, (laughs) frankly, until I was ready to value myself. Yeah. And and then you'll fall in love and then you'll get married and then you'll be like, God, why can't I just be by myself? (laughs) God damn it. I love it. I love you. JK lols. What a show. What a show. We are wrapping it up here in Portland. We're sending a lot of love, light and gold your way. Don't you forget to stay vigilant. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.